Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Live from Pawnee. Mark, the viewers may recall that we decided to take our coverage of both Christmas Scandal and our interview with Kevin Simons and combine them and then split them up into two parts. Well, Alan, I don't know if they're viewers or not, but you're exactly right. You know, last episode, we essentially covered part one of both Christmas Scandal and the Kevin Simons interview. And this episode, we're going to do part two of both. Yep, there you have it. So without further ado, let's pick up where we left off with Mark and I having finished the breakdown of the episode. All right, well, let's do this. Let's talk through our deleted scenes really quick. I know that in this uh, particular episode, we had about nine minutes, nine and a half minutes uh, of deleted scenes, maybe 18 or so by my count. So there's quite a few. Some of them were pretty good and some of them were, you know, just okay, like normal. I think I counted 14, but, you know, part of the fun is me being wrong. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I I tend to go high with how many stories I break the episode down into. I tend to go low with the deleted scenes. You know, I'm just I'm I'm undercompensating. I see how you play Um, it. So I don't know. What do you think, man? Were there any deleted scenes that really stood out to you? You know, I think many of these, like normal, were extensions of or were extended scenes of things that did stay in. So we got a taste of them in the main episode. And, you know, what they cut wasn't necessarily that great. It was a little exposition in lots of cases. Um, You know, there was a couple things that happened here. Uh, One that I thought was pretty funny. So I I think Paul has just told him that he's obviously going to be covering for (laughs) for Leslie. He's Mm. freaking out a little bit. And, um, you know, he's, he's fumbling around and he goes to defer to April for something. And, and April has handed him a note <laughs> that says she's pregnant and that she has to leave. And she just walks right out the door. I thought that was terrific. I thought it was and funny. I, yeah. I, and I love the way that she she couches it, too, because he he's like you said, he's giving the presentation and he is fumbling for the answer to something specific. He yeah, kind of tosses the ball conceptually to April and says, April, do you have that answer for me? April says, absolutely, Ron, I do have that answer for you. And she walks up to where he is, hands him the post-it note and says, have to go. Just found out I'm pregnant. Leaves. Yep. (laughs) You know, I I think that Ron had to not like at that moment, but I think he had to kind of respect it. Oh, he had to respect that. Yeah. 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 I thought that was a keeper among the ones that they did cut for sure. Well, and, you know, Alan, this may be one of the reasons, quite frankly, that you and I had different counts, because there were there were like three scenes, boom, 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 that felt to me like they would have belonged together. And that is the second of the three of them. So if you don't mind, I kind of want to just real quickly describe what happened before and after. So he's it starts with Ron at the Winter Wonderland. And he's Mm. he has a talking head and he's saying how I think he was just asked something like, you know, do you love Christmas or something, something along those lines. And he says, well, I love my job, which is a little bit weird for him to say. I love my job because there's usually not much to do. And around Christmas, people go away. So there's (laughs) less to do. So, you know, sure. Yes, I love Christmas, which. okay. Then they show the scene with him doing the thing, Paul's meeting and then April pregnant and blah, 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 which yep. we already went over. And then it goes back to Ron. Yeah, this is a and, good one. And he says, turns out the reason that there's usually not much to do is because Leslie is doing it. Yeah. And it's just that simple. Yeah. You know, I think it kind of comes through in the episode that did make the cut, but this is, they really just pretty much called it out here. There, you know, there's no getting oh, yeah. around it. Yeah. Absolutely. They, you know, 
six, seven other people can't do what one Leslie can do. <laughs> no, you have to form teams, committees, yeah. schematics, Bunsen burners. You need yeah. all these just to come up with one Leslie. Yeah. I think the only other, uh, there were two other things I'll mention real briefly. One, they did establish Marlene Griggs Nope's presence in the deleted scenes earlier. Oh, you yeah. Know, Leslie goes by to talk about the sex scandal. Marlene seems almost a little bit titillated that, you know, someone in her family, and she's almost kind of living vicariously through Leslie, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. As, as, you know, because it's been a while since there's been a good sex and scandal in the family, you know? She's kind of wistful. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one was uh, there's a little bit of a gag, I think, as they're they're talking about the holiday celebration and Leslie's explaining how it's non-denominational. And they do this quick over the shoulder cut to the banner at a table where they basically have Jewish Kwanzaa. And she comes back and says, oh, well, it's Indiana. So, <laughs> yeah, like we tried. What are you going to do? We tried. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my standouts. How about you? Anything we missed? No, I, I like the ones that you mentioned as well. The the, the kind of three-part Ron one was my main one. So, nope, I'm good. All right. Well, I think first tropes, goofs, fun facts, all of that mix of stuff. I, I noted a few things here. Uh, anything in particular you want to talk about here? Well, you usually outshine me here, and and, and I'm glad because That's I- That's why I let I, you go first. I, I tend, thank you. I tend to not do so well. I I- I had actually a decent amount of tropes, um, oh. not so much with the rest. So I had, uh, I, and, and I've gotten to the point where whether I want to or not, I abbreviate them with three letters. So, you know, we start out with PBJ, Punching Bag Jerry. <laughs> sure. And, the, you know, like L Leslie ribs him about the incident from last year where they all played Santa. Uh. And like, you need to go to the bathroom before you get in the, in the, in the suit. Jerry, like in, in Jerry kind of pleads very silently as, as he looks to the side, it was, it was just farts. <laughs> we have a uh, OMG open yeah. mouth grin for Tom. Yeah. Like I said, during the first Purd Happily TV clip, when she was reported <laughs> as Leslie Norp and he goes, Beep. <laughs> um, OPL overprepared Leslie. Oh, so yeah. I, I think this too. is evident throughout the entire episode, just the mountains of tasks that she had yeah. to do, you know, um, I, ca I, I, ca I categorize that slightly different here. I think I had thematically the same thing, but I put Leslie as superhuman as my trope, right? Um, not nice. that she was necessarily overprepared, but that she just is amazing amount. She's capable of an amazing amount of productivity as one human being. You know what? I like that better. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, so kind of, well, I'm not saying now this isn't going hand in hand with that. I guess it's a separate one, something that you introduced actually. And I, I forget exactly what you called it. So I called it QPD queen of parks department <laughs> where she's, she's really, you know, as you've said, in most ways, she's the de facto leader. And, yep. and I, I think even Ron would admit that, you know, and like she, once she comes back to the fold at the end of the show, everything's right again. Like they welcome her back. They wait for her. They let her lead. They let her take charge. That's how it should be. Yep. I had the same trope. I, I didn't call, I didn't call it out quite like that, but you're exactly right. It's another scene of many that we'll see. And maybe it may be the first, I think it's technically the second time where, you know, I put Leslie's back, right? That's the trope. Yep. Um, something's happened. She's caused her to be away. Now she's back and she's, she's where she belongs. And we're left with that sensation. And not only because they love her and they yeah. need her as a coworker and a leader and a friend, but because 
quite frankly, she's superhuman. And when she's gone, she is really, really missed. Yeah. I I think we've all left that job where people later realized it was going to take two or three people to replace one of us. Right, Mark? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to include myself in with Leslie here. I'm just going to do it. Look, in weight alone. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. I kid. I I, I I would wear a shirt with that, you know, trope, but I'd need a larger size. <laughs> well, and then the last the last uh, the last trope I had was one that I always think of when I think of Parks and Rec, but we don't get it nearly as often as uh, uh, some of the others. I called it PRI, Pawnee Raccoon Infestation. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. And it's not a first here. It's it's, the, no. it's maybe the third time we've talked raccoons. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's funny every time. <laughs> so I, I didn't have uh, any fun facts or goofs. And to my shame at first, even though I'm sure there have to be some. So I, I want to wind you up and let you go, buddy. There you go. Well, before I do that, I, I will say one thing about the raccoons. I love yeah. the little exchange between Ron and April about how she says, well, aren't raccoons nocturnal? <laughs> he says, not in Pawnee, honey. <laughs> They're 24-7. Yep, they <laughs> so, sure are. I, I think that needs its own shirt. <laughs> Again, we got to get Constantine to work on the merch shop. I know. No, we need to expand that. We've got like three or four ideas that in the hopper. We just need to print those out. Yep. Yep. So on first, Mark, I did have a couple. Um, You know, I said it's the first event ever on Lot 48. It's not the last, you know. We've, we've moved from one. pit. Yeah, we've moved yeah. from pit to lot. And it's going to be, it's a character in the show, really, till all the way to the end. And they're going to use it in some interesting ways. And this is the first time they've ever like had a formal event here. So I had that on my first list. Yeah, you know what? I guess you're right. The only other event that we've had in that space has been Andy's sleepover. And now that it's a lot, <laughs> it's like, you're right. This yeah. is the first real one in the lot. So well done. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, I think next I said, this is Leslie's first public scandal. And I said public on person mm. on purpose because there was the the boys club shenanigans, right? Where the she disciplinary stepped, committee. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I think that was contained within the department. It never really got spilled out. It certainly didn't make Pawnee today. Um, so that's why I said public scandal. Yep. I think that's true. Yep. And then my last one was, this is our first Christmas episode. There are three total in the seven seasons, and this is our first one. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think we've got, we've got one in the next season, and then we skip a couple, and then another one near the, toward the end of the run. I think you are correct. Well done. Yep. Uh, I only had one goof and one fun fact. The goof I did not point out. It was pointed out to me. I stole this from the internets. Um, apparently, <laughs> if you look closely at one of the events where Leslie and Dave meet up, he's I think he has his uniform on and his he's got his insignia there for his rank and it's on upside down. So small goof. Uh, yeah. Crazy <laughs> Dave. Like it. <clears throat> But, you know, the last one I had was a fun fact, and it just it's about Mo Collins. And again, I, I love her as Joan Calamezzo here and pretty much everything she does. Me too. But um, it's just a, it's kind of an interesting connection. So she played a secretary on Arrested Development. I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember that. Yep, sure do. Yep. yep. And that secretary, I think her name was Starla. <clears throat> she had an obsession with the musician Quincy Jones. Yep. Whose daughter is Rashida Jones, who plays yep. Ann Perkins. Nice. So, kind of a six degrees kind of thing. That's that's 
I love that. Yep. I, I had forgotten that, but you're exactly right. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for me, Mark. I think, you know, outside of that, I think we should talk character development and score this sucker. What do you think? Yeah, sounds great. Let's do it. All right. Well, you know, Mark, I'll kick us off real quick and I'll say one thing. I said it last time and we didn't disagree, but I don't think you felt it as strongly as I did. But I'm going to say it again this week. And I think I think you might agree with me here. I mean, there's a little bit of deficit on Donna and Jerry. But overall, again, I mean, the whole ensembles here in this episode, we've got a lot of screen time with everybody. You know, these teams are out doing stuff. I think if anybody loses out, it's a little bit of, of Jerry and Donna. But but overall, you know, a lot of people involved in this story. You know what? I I exactly agree with you. As a matter of fact, as I was taking notes on a character by character basis, I actually found something to say for just about everyone dot, 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 except Donna and Jerry, but I will come to their defense. It's just like you said, it's not that Donna and Jerry weren't in it. And it's not that they didn't have a few lines and weren't funny. It's just that this was a very, very busy episode. We had nine stories i I forget how many we had going so yeah there's a lot going on um but yes i'll say it's not at the very top but it's it's pretty good use of the bench yeah i'd say it's in the top 10 for sure yeah yeah all right well who you want to start with you want to start with leslie but why don't you tell me what you feel about leslie Well, here's what I had. I said, Leslie's kind of experiencing her first big scandal, you know, all these false accusations. But you know what? She comes out and defends herself while she's still able to nurture her team, right? She's putting herself first or putting the team first while she's got to go and defend herself. She's still worried about getting stuff done, getting things ready for winter wonderland, you know, and she's she's all about doing her job. And again, I think it just reflects how much she loves it. You know what? I, I would agree with that. And it's it's um it's it's tricky to me because I would say that while everything you said is true, it's also not it's not anything new, nor is it establishing something that we didn't already know about her. And yet I think that they they That's solidified fair. it, you know. Yeah. I, I I agree with that. <clears throat> um I will say kind of on a related note, just to segue here. I liked Anne in this episode and, and, and it's, it's kind of nebulous as to why it's like, I put as my notes for Anne solid portrayal as the supportive best friend. Now yeah. she's <clears throat> been that before, obviously, sure. but it felt like Anne was more substantial in this episode than others we've seen where on paper she was nice and she was supportive, but she was also kind of milk toast and bland. I don't know. She felt like she had a little bit more of a presence in this. And I like that. Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, she got pulled into scandal herself, right? I mean, as, <laughs> that's you know, true. That's probably part of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as co-lesbian. So, I mean, I, I think uh, in, she said some self-interest that maybe she doesn't always have when she's just there to support and defend Leslie. But at the same time, she definitely did that here. Like she always does. I, I wrote, you know, Anna's a supporting her good friend, Leslie. And, you know, and, and I wrote, she's being a good girlfriend to Mark. Um, you know, not to jump ahead too far, but I wrote the inverse for Mark. I mean, Mark is also supporting Leslie, but he's being a good boyfriend to Anne. I mean, if, you know, yeah. kind of, finish off that pairing anyway that was something that i thought was was also interesting it maybe with the exception as we said of donna and jerry they they didn't get a whole bunch of screen time but we saw several 
permutations of, of, of different people in this episode. We saw team Ron Gate with yeah. Ron and April. We yeah. also saw Ron and Leslie. We saw April and Andy. So like we, we saw different permutations. We saw Anne with Mark. We saw Mark with Tom. We saw Anne with Leslie. So it's, it's kind of interesting. I, I'll, I'll say they had very, um, they were very ambitious with this episode. And, and yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like it, it, it kind of worked. And we'll get in. I'll get into that more later. Fair enough. I mean, it could be why we have nine and a half minutes of deleted scenes, right? I mean, I, I yeah, truly. I mean, I yeah. think that happened here. Um, I think that I really like that Ron. Uh, you know, in the deleted scenes, I think as you and I said, he kind of hit it a little bit more square on the head and really called it out. But I think even still, in in the main show, Ron had some really, really nice moments where he appreciates leslie he really like he he realizes how much she does how incredible she is not only how hard of a worker she is but just how awesome she is and how much the, the team suffers when she's not there and not just from the point of view of work not getting done and yeah. i just thought that's that's really really cool um i i like that personally i in fact i'm glad they cut that scene while i thought it was it could have worked um I like the fact that they weren't so on the nose about it. and So heavy handed. Us, yeah. yeah. They let us yeah, figure yeah. it out on our own. You know, I, I wrote that, you know, Ron and for my arc for him, you know, he helped support Leslie by giving her space, you know, to wait out the scandal. Right. That's what he did for her. He let her kind of go manage that. Right. He took over, you know, <laughs> probably what should be his job more often than it is and managed the department. Cause you're right. Leslie has stepped up and really become the leader of the group. Ron just kind of then, overseas in a very hands-off way, a very non-micromanaging way. And I think he got reintroduced to exactly how much goes on in the department without him here. I thought that Tom actually kind of got the short end of the stick in this episode, which maybe isn't really fair to say. I, I think he didn't get a lot of screen time. Like he he had two main things. He He had his interactions with Mark, which were, they were great. They were okay. You know, they, there were a they couple were, funny moments. There are a couple funny moments. Um, Blood diamonds. <laughs> that that was pretty good. Was and he also, but I noticed that at the very end, if you notice when Leslie finally comes up and joins the gang and she's worried about the tree and she says, mm. is something wrong? Tom's the first one who pipes up and just says, nope, everything's fine. So he knows. He, yeah, knows, he knows damn well what they're doing. So it, it, that's, that's kind of a throwaway line. I'll grant you that. It was mainly a, a focus on Ron, but I got to give a little bit of props to Tom. He like, yeah. he, he is part of that too. Um, and really the whole gang, if I'm, if I'm going to be quite honest about it. Um, Mark, you know, he, he was okay. He had okay performance with both Tom and Anne, a, a decent, not hugely exciting. He was fine. I have no real complaints about him. It just wasn't anything stellar. Um, I loved April and Andy. Yeah. As 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 you're going to hear me and probably you probably say a lot through through this season and then into seasons three and beyond. Um, April had great scenes with with, you know, as Team Ron Gate uh, with Ron. She had some mm -hmm. very sweet moments with Andy uh, as you and I kind of, uh, you know, uh, strategize there. We, we believe that maybe she had this planned uh, maybe uh, all along to kind of extract, you know, cleverly from him uh, what he really wanted for Christmas. And that's just very sweet, you know? And as for Andy, I'll say this. 
I feel like in this episode, again, didn't get a ton of screen time because of everything going on. But but this episode, Andy was very much in my book, the lovable goof that represents, I feel, the best part of Andy is like none of this pining for after and crap, none of this being a disrespectful jerk, just goofy, good natured and fun. And that I like Andy like that. Yeah, I do, too, as well. And then that's that's about all I had. Honestly, for Donna and Jerry, I was like, you know what? They're OK. Not a lot comes to mind. They were they were fine. Not not any memorable moments like there were in Hunting Trip, for example. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. So I don't know. Did I did I miss anything? What would you have? No, I, I, I think for me, you know, I'll save mine for, you know, kind of how it impacted my score, because I think outside of that, there's no real reason to talk about it here. I mean, I agree with your assessment. I, mean, I feel like there just wasn't a lot of character growth for really anyone here. And yet, you know, it was a there are lots of, about what happened that I enjoyed and liked. So well, let's do that. Let's get into the score. All right. Um, so who, who gets to go first and then the other pretends like they copied? Should uh, I go first? Yeah, you go. How about if you go first? Even better. Even better. I'll go first. I love it. Okay. <laughs> such a simple man. Okay. Yeah. So simple ton. Is that what you said? Either way. Anything it takes, Bob. Um, <laughs> whatever. It takes, Bob. Uh, you know what, Alan, on a humorous note, I do have to say this. I, I never realized until three days ago that this episode's name Christmas scandal Mm. is a play on the phrase Christmas candle. And I only realized this because I am an old person and I picked (laughs) up my phone and I said, I'm going to use voice to text to talk about this episode. And I said, Christmas scandal. And my phone said, do you mean Christmas candle? And my first impulse was stupid phone. And then I went, oh, (laughs) and I realized I'm the one who's stupid. I never realized it. So just interesting. Um, and, and and a little embarrassing. So, you know, Alan, there have been episodes <laughs> that I've scored worse than this one. Sure. And there have been episodes that I've scored higher than this one. But there's never to date been an episode on which I've been more conflicted. Oh, interesting. Okay. So <clears throat> on the one hand, it had a ton of nice, I always call them heart moments. You know, it, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, yep. the, the, the gang, and we already said it's the gang, and especially Ron, I think, admiring how hard Leslie works, waiting for her at the very end to light the tree, uh, bringing the Officer Dave plotline to an end in a good way, though. Like, yeah, not in, a, in, a, yeah. in an attack tacky way or anything. And, and the, you know, the whole way that they ended, like the last three scenes of the entire show, it was just really it gives you the feels, man. It's like really powerful stuff. I mean, for a sitcom, it, they did a great job. It's a good point. And it's it's pretty powerful stuff. It, it ended. It's no two and a half men. <laughs> oh my god! Again, um, <laughs> they they ended this episode almost perfectly. It is a Chris, in my opinion, it is a Christmas episode through and through. And yeah. the the ending gave me all of the Christmas episode feel good vibes I could want. So first of all, applause and kudos for that. They did a great job. Now, <clears throat> on the other hand, it had five freaking storylines, five. And that's 
that's too much. Whatever. Even for me, that's too much. Now, despite that, I would actually say that in general, I liked all the storylines, you know, as far as all these little, these little subplots, I thought that they were all good enough, but everyone's attention was so split. There was no meat to any of these subplots that, that on the face of it, I liked, but just meh. That there's not a lot that happened there. I mean, really, if I had to say like the plot that had the most meat to it that I liked was them covering for Leslie, which was which got across a very good point. And, and, and I liked it for what that's worth. But it just seems like they fumbled that in, in my opinion. I, I it, it didn't grab me. So now to scoring. <laughs> so to, to reflect, I think. The, just how much they 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 splintered uh, all the storylines are way too many in my opinion. Uh, the subplots were actually decent, but didn't have a lot of meat to them. And the main plot that did have meat, quite frankly, was meh for me. And I again, I don't know why it just was. It didn't grab me. I'm gonna give this a three base score. Oh boy, it's been a while. <clears throat> yeah, um, I do have some decent bonus points to give out though. Um, I want to give half a bonus point to how they established just how hard Leslie works and, and, and how everyone's awareness of everything she does, I think has been appropriately raised. I think that was nice. I'm going to give half a point for the sweet moments between April and Andy. You know, I, I support quite frankly, anything that doesn't have him continuing to pine after Ann. but yep. I, I real I, I will always like their interplay. And I thought this was particularly nice. Um, I'm going to give half a point to the nice ending to the Officer Dave plotline. Um, there were hard, there was hardly any dialogue between the two of them, so like they didn't really put a lot of meat into it, which meh, that's all right. But I thought they ended it in a nice, respectful, tactful, sweet way. So so hats off to him for that half a point. I'm also going to give another half point for a very nice Christmas themed episode. I'm I'm a sucker for a nice Christmas episode, and this gave me the feels, and I liked it. I thought they ended it well. Nice job, half a point for that. Um, which actually I skipped ahead, so that I, I I should say it like this: half a point for the nice Christmas themed episode. In addition to that, a full point for the way that they ended this episode. It was okay. it was a sweet. Yeah. ending it was a bittersweet it was kind of a feel-good sensation especially with ron it just right. it was very 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 masterful and well done finally i'm gonna give a bonus point for leslie mooning joan on live tv because that's <laughs> damn funny <laughs> you know i may not like the main plot but i can appreciate a good mooning <laughs> of course so alan you you add all those up all numbers numbers um you come up with Seven little Sebastians. Now, I, I realize in in comparison, we've had some really stellar uh, uh, episodes. We've scored eight and a half. We've scored nines. Yeah. That seems in comparison for this to be a crappy score. And I I, I don't mean it like that. I, I feel like in, in the end, that felt that score of seven felt about right. Like, for example, I like this episode less than sister city or pakitis but i liked it more than say beauty pageant or kaboom this feels about right to me so it's a little bit of a dip but again i was conflicted here because there are some things i felt like this episode did really 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 well and there are some ways that for, for me it fell flat so seven little sebastians 
Go ahead. I'm ready. Tear me a new one. Look, I, I'm not going to just come right out and totally disagree with you, but ultimately I will a little bit. But right. I do understand your logic, right? Okay. Um, <clears throat> I, I will present a couple things you said as weaknesses as strengths, okay? I'll start with the fact that they took on so much. Yes, I, there were definitely a minimum of four <laughs> stories here, right? Gotcha. Maybe, yeah. maybe five by your count. And I can understand why you said five. And I, I was pretty close to saying it myself. I, I don't know another writing staff, honestly, that could pull that off. Um, I, I, the, I mean, The Office is a great TV show. I don't, and, and some of the same writers, in fact, uh, I just don't, Maybe outside of it, I don't know that a lot of other TV shows could have that much going on, that kind of balancing act, and still come in with a pretty solid and funny and heartfelt, tangible, understandable story. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I feel like while I don't disagree with anything you said about it, and it probably was too much to take on. I'm impressed. I, I'm impressed with how good they did with that. So for me, I, I almost counted that as a positive instead of a negative. Um, I didn't dislike the Dex Hart storyline, like a lot of them sometimes that, you know, get kind of icky <laughs> on human behavior. Um, you know, I, I cringe a little bit and kind of, you know, take it with a grain of salt, I suppose. And there was a little of that here, but in lots of ways, it was just straight up funny too. Uh, it just was, um, you know, in the, the era we're living in now, it's hard to kind of look back on some of those things without that lens on it though, and wonder if it would be written the same way today. Um, not this one in particular, but lots of episodes of both this and the office and other shows you just know they wouldn't do it that way again so it's a relic of its time in lots of ways so that's a fact there as well you know i think from a character development standpoint you know i, I liked leslie getting presented with this conflict that she had to deal with and i think that's principally what the dex heart storyline was like how do we throw jeopardy in front of leslie and let her deal with it um you know and what's something that would happen to somebody in her position in terms of the politics that go on in a small town or any town for that matter you know it's a little bit extreme obviously the sex scandal and the fact that there's a, a dex heart like character and four nurses i mean come on right that you know four yeah <laughs> four i mean two sure but four um anyway but but so i like the fact that they gave leslie an obstacle to overcome i like how she overcame it and i like how the team supported her and how she still wanted to support her team in spite of it um ron standout moments with him kind of you know really like like you pointed out as well just you know helping her through this, taking on her burden, <laughs> whether it should have been his or not, um, so that she could, you know, deal with this and, you know, really just appreciating her at the end and the way they did that, that small gesture of waiting to let her light the tree because um, they knew she'd want to be there for that. And uh, just to see the relief on his face when she did come back to the office knowing, boy, he just can't do this job, you know, just run this department without her. Um, in particular, the, you know, Jerry and Donna, I think that's a deficit. If I was a point giving person like you are, I take away a point for not giving them more to do, but you know, they had a lot of FaceTime. They were chewing up a lot of screen at times, especially Donna, um, going back even to the cold open, but just not a lot of dialogue. So they didn't add a lot here. 
Um, they're just always funny though. They're great to have there, even when they're not on, you know, even when they don't have a lot in terms of dialogue, you know, Anne and Mark kind of already said my part there. I think they developed the boyfriend, girlfriend thing. They're almost to a believable level. Right. Right. Um, you know, and again, I've never been a big fan of that relationship, but at the same time, I feel like they, they've really made the most of it here. And it's almost, like I said, believable. Um, <laughs> um, I'm super happy that Andy and April are finally about to get together and Yo. I love the build up to it. I like that there, there's not the, will they, won't they yet? You know, it's just, I, I like the way they're doing it. It's just, it's very creative. Um, April's such a kooky character and Andy's such a goofball. They just, you know, I think they're kind of the way they're doing it and the way they're going to kind of do it slowly. It's just going to make it really seem like the right thing when it finally does happen. So Agreed. I'm pleased with that. For me, I gave this eight little Sebastians. I feel like, you know, it's on par with some of their, you know, good, but not great episodes. That's kind of where my brain was on this. Um, I was a little kinder than you were here, but at the same time, I, I think I've explained why. So that's why I'm right and you're wrong. Wow. You are right and I'm wrong. I, I think that, uh, you know what? I think that that's, that's not unfair. I mean, I, I think that really you and I have never varied more than one point. So, I, right. and I think even though I was afraid we were going to have World War Three breakout and fisticuffs <laughs> and stuff, I, I I think that that is maintained here. And you know, something occurred to me as you were giving your your incorrect uh, summary of of the score <laughs> is um, actually two things. First, yeah. um, you had said, and I forget what uh, I forget what episode this was about, but you had said at one you know point, you repeating my own words back to me can go one of two ways. So. Tell me what I did here. You can't remember. Um, so I can't. I, no. <laughs> so you're going to go, yay? Um, uh -huh. No, you had said at one point that you would have given an episode, and I forget which one, a higher score if they had, you know what? I think it was Sister City. It was Sister City. Because I, I almost said it again here. Because, uh, because the, you know, there's just, there's, there's so much because of the guest star that right. if they had had time for a supersized episode and let everyone have a little bit more screen time and yep. blah, 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 then that could have been a really, really, really yeah. stellar episode. Totally agree. I Same would here. say in retrospect that like the great Alan, Alan Pierce, he said about that one, uh, I would say the same thing about this one. Actually, I think that there, I don't disagree with you that the writers did a decent job. I will, I will, I will push back a little bit and say, just because one could attempt to lift 500 pounds does not mean one should. Oh, and I when, won't disagree and, with that. And, and when one gets a hernia from lifting 500 pounds, it's it's tough to go. Yeah, but if anyone could do it, they can. Like they, you can, <laughs> but you're in the hospital now. Um, but but yes, Lord knows they're talented writers, and I give them kudos for this. I really do. If this had been a supersized episode, and they'd had a chance to flesh out each of those storylines. I can see that this could have been a nine. I mean, because yeah. in, again, what they did well, they did, in my opinion, really, really well. Um, so, you know, that's fair. I, I totally agree. I think maybe this would have been the nine for both of us if they had gone there, because I, I, I totally see it. And I almost said those exact words in terms of, you know, 
they're just so much in 2130 here. And, you know, with nine and a half minutes of deleted scenes, uh, and we know there's more beyond that that never even made it to tape, or if it did, it didn't get included on the DVDs. Right. You know, it would have been so easy to make this a 42-minute episode, the full yeah. hour. And for some reason, and again, I, I don't know that we'll find that I'm wrong on this. I don't think Parks ever does it. Office did it a bunch of times. And we're rewatching yeah. those just like everybody else for fun. And you'll see that they aired them in syndication as part one, part two, even though that wasn't the way they aired originally. So you know that there's a technical way to get around having an hour-long episode for a half-hour show later. Like, that's not the reason not to do it. Right. I think it's just that Greg Daniels was more in favor of it than Mike Schur was a showrunner of this show, mm. with Greg a showrunner of that show. I think that's what it came down to. And he said as much in one of his interviews. So mm. That's a great point. All right, Mark. Well, this feels like a good place for a break. How about if we take a quick commercial? Yeah, sounds great. Let's do it. All right, everybody. We'll be right back. Do you enjoy reading the mainstream news, but sometimes get fed up with all of the sensible, rational reality that seems to force its way into the well-written articles by qualified journalists? Are you fascinated by gripping coverage of whose love child has been abducted by which aliens? Does the prospect of lemonade stands run by the Illuminati make your heart go pitter-patter? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then first, please seek help, and second, the Pawnee Sun may be just what you've been missing. Hello, this is Ron Swanson. While I am a fan of local journalism, I do not typically put much stock in tabloid-style newspapers. However, I have temporarily agreed to serve as a paid shill for this particular enterprise, and in return they will refrain from pestering a colleague of mine who is currently hiding out at JJ's Diner with a plate full of waffles and whipped cream and shall remain nameless. So, down to business. There are many adjectives I could use to describe the Pawnee Sun, several of which I have been explicitly instructed not to use. Of those that remain, I would choose driven, persistent, and determined. I suppose some could consider it admirable that they do not let obstacles get in their way, obstacles such as dignity, self-respect, and basic humanity. They are a single-minded bunch, to be sure. In addition, I will say of my own volition, their crossword puzzles are actually decent quality. So, you know, that's something, I guess. And for those who are curious, the answer to Seven Down today is Rutherford B. Hayes, by the way. In closing, our great country was founded so that its citizens could be free to make their own choices, no matter how silly these choices may or may not seem to others. So, if you are so inclined, then exercise your God-given right as an American, head down to your local food and stuff, and pick up a copy of The Pawnee Sun. After all, who am I to stop you? Thank you. That is all. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the second half of our coverage for Christmas Scandal. Yep, we hope you had as much fun as we did. All right, now please stay tuned to enjoy the conclusion of our interview with the one and only Kevin Simons.
and they would keep things like, you know, that you know, I have no plans to resign again. And then I added the, uh, you know, you're a class act. Oh, thank you. You know, that's, uh, that, that was, that was me. And they just, they just, kept it, they just kept it in. <laughs> and that's Randall actually sitting uh, in the Pawnee today. That's him. He's the director of it. You can see him sitting next to Anne. Oh, I wonder. That's, okay. That's Thought Randall Einhorn. Yeah. 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 In the scene. That's great. They have a lot of yeah. great cameos on that show for sure. Oh yeah. 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 It was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, I, I can't even tell you how, how fun that was. Um, just because I felt like, man, I'm right in the, I'm in the wheelhouse. I'm in the hot spot. This is great. I can do this every day. You know, it's, it's so, and, and the crew, just everybody was so fantastic on that show. But, um, and also the whole other story with the tree and all that, it's just a, it was just warm and wonderful. And yeah. And the funny thing about Dexhart is that, that over the years, the more outrageous his <laughs> transgressions, the more popular he became. And not just with, the, not just with the audience, but also like, you can't get this guy out of office. Pe people just, even though he's done all this outrageous stuff, they keep voting for him every time he runs. <laughs> Kind of mirrors real life a little too closely, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It <laughs> yeah. really does, especially now. Right, right, crazy. right. <laughs> well, so yeah, you were on Parks and Rec from I want to say season two all the way through season seven. Um, you know, I think you had uh, fourteen different appearances. Um, I, I know you obviously had a great time on Christmas Candle. Uh, was there an episode that really stood out to you among those fourteen? What's your favorite? Yeah, and I I was in another one that was cut out, so there was fifteen total, but. Um, oh. That one, a second chance was great because the um, they had given me such a great press conference with the uh, text me uh, text mexting, which oh, is sending yes. pictures of your junk from the <clears throat> restroom of Chili's to go. Uh, <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah, and uh, I had they had they wanted me to just keep going uh, on second chance with the um, the pseudonyms. So I came up with like a page of them and uh, Jay who played Purd and the director stuff, they were watching this all. And it was like, well, actually I'll tell you this. Um, Amy um, uh, came up to me and said that when they were watching the scandal uh, so that, that uh, Leslie could run again and it was all the sex mixing and all that sort of thing. Amy said, you know, we were watching that as it was the first time we'd seen it and they, when they were shooting us and she said, we couldn't even, <laughs> we, were dying. we were laughing so flipping hard and that made me so happy. <laughs> yep. Uh, again, writing, great writing. Yeah. Yeah. Great writing. Who, who in a situation like that would be the hardest to kind of get back uh, into, into character after everyone broke. <laughs> They're all pretty good. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe Amy. Yeah. Maybe Amy. I remember. Yeah. And, they, yeah, and, and, and uh, they would just do nutty things. We'd be in the middle of a take. And I remember when uh, the um, Les Mis movie came out, we were uh, in the middle of a take in the, uh, in the city council chambers. And uh, I forget which episode it was. I think it was the one where he has the cast on his leg. Anyway, uh, he just, Start right in the middle of the take. He just started singing the big number from from Les Mis because it just come out that week, and he'd say he just just started going nuts, uh, and it was just uh, absolutely hilarious. So so funny, and um, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Well, what do you what do you think Dexart would be up to here in 2021? You know, it's funny you should say that because um, <laughs> when I was at the party, the reunion party, I and there was all the you know hashtag Me Too was yeah like, oh, yeah right when we did that and um, forget who I was talking to one of the producers I think it was Greg or or anyway and I said what do you think it was I think it was Michael it was Michael sure uh, and I said what do you think nowadays how he would be doing he's like ah man I have I have no no idea <laughs> because you know the stuff he's done is just so outrageous and with the although I I don't know if it would be curtailed with him. I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> it might be, but, um, you know. The so social distancing stuff. might slow him down a little bit. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did some PSAs. Uh, YouTube channel. Uh, I did some, I did like five or six um, PSAs for uh, COVID as Dexhart. You've seen those enough. Yeah, yeah. Those are great. Yeah. I, I love the one uh, where you're rifle, cleaning out your desk and uh, yeah. you haven't used and you find the drawer full of toilet paper, but you don't want people to realize it. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if people will understand that in 20 years, but I totally get it now. They won't. It's such a to that and the, and the, the what was it? The Tiger King and all that. I mean, that, oh, yeah, that's Tiger King. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was bored out of my mind and I needed something to do. And I've got all of this equipment here because now we're self-taping from home all the time. So what the heck? Why not? Uh, I mean, all of the episodes were great because I got to watch the other people work too. I mean, um, I was there for the, um, for the filibuster when he um, went on about. um, Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Yeah. Patton did the whole thing about Star Wars. And that was just, I mean, yeah. it went and went and went. And we went from laughing to being amazed. And then, you know, uh, the director was like, get up and just leave. Just <laughs> like we're all leaving the thing while he's doing the." So it was fun stuff like that. I mean, it was just, again, it was like you're going, as soon as you get to set, you're, it's your family. You're hanging out. You're, you know, relaxing. And, um, Yeah. Yeah. We love we love to hear that too. You know, yeah. it, I mean, as, as corny as it might sound, you you know, you watch these shows, you really love the characters, and it just it just tickles my heart to to know that you know people are actually nice behind the scenes, and that yeah. all these years later, yeah. you actually want to you're fond of each other. Like you'll say hi, you'll give each other bear hugs. You know, you want to get together. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and and you could really see it with you know Amy and Rashida and all those guys because they clearly keep in touch a lot and they've done other creative things and you know they see each other. Uh, and communicate with each other quite a bit. So you can, that really reads when you, when they were getting together, it was, it was, yeah. it was wonderful. I just, I was glad to have my little, my little piece of the pie. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, I guess what outside of Dexart gets you recognized, you know, what other roles do, do people come up to you on the street and talk to you about? Yeah. Dexart, I would say Dexart's number one. Yeah. Um, but also um, some of the, uh, you know, some of the, Nickelodeon stuff, the Disney stuff I've done because kids will watch that over and over and over and over again. Oh, yes. So, you know, I mean, I did an iCarly that I still people say, <laughs> oh, were you the guy that did the the, the Deka shoes? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's great. 
but without a doubt, parks, um, because so many people, again, have rediscovered, have discovered or rediscovered it yeah. uh, uh, later on. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but it's Christmas scandal. Just, uh, that's my favorite of, you know, because I had, I had the most to do in that one. So yeah, <laughs> really good. Well, that's great. Well, it's definitely timely that we, we were able to get in touch with you. So yeah. yeah thanks for doing that. I really appreciate it. What, what made you guys start to do this? What was it? Just uh, love of the show, obviously. Well, I think we were going a little stir crazy too. You know, we, we used to work together. We've been friends for 15 years or so and uh, we're different places now, but you know, we're going a little stir crazy and I just want, I felt, you know, I'd been listening to the office ladies and I love that show. I think they do an amazing job. And of course they had the benefit of being there. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we don't have that, but yet we're, you know, this is probably in my top three of all shows I'd say for sure. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I wrote Mark one day and said, Hey, you know, I've got this crazy idea and, uh, <laughs> and here we are, you know, we're about 20 episodes in, we got, you know, five seasons to go. So it's a big commitment, yeah. but we're yeah. having a lot of fun for sure. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Yeah. I think I'm the only human being that ha doesn't have a podcast at this point. I think I literally have <laughs> Well, hey, Kevin, you're welcome on ours anytime. Absolutely. <laughs> anytime, anytime. I, I did want to tell you I enjoyed your, your five o'clock cocktails with Kevin. Those are fun. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's great. Another thing to fill up time. Yes. Know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's a good thing for us to mention to folks listening. You know, uh, where where can people find you? What, yeah, you uh, it's uh, at at the Kevin Simons on the usual social media. Uh, I'm on Facebook and Insta and, and Twitter, uh, and then I have the Kevin Simons channel on YouTube, which I'm adding more cocktail shows. We have a cooking show, and uh, uh, and then I'm adding more uh, career stuff, and uh, there'll be a little more Dex Hart stuff coming out too. Nice. To wrap up uh, with COVID going away. Uh, there's that. Um, and subscribing to that is great if people want to. Uh, so got that. And um, a cameo. Cameo, of course. Cameo is great. Yeah. Cameo has just become something that's, I'm loving it because yeah. most people, now some people call and say they're huge fans of the show. Would you just say hello from Kevin Simons? But I'd say 99% want me to do it as Dex Hart. <laughs> and I give them, I don't know if you've seen any of them, but I, I, I give them their, I give them their money's worth. It ain't no 15 second thing. I'm giving them a solid three to four minutes. And it's, <laughs> that's awesome. The more information that I can get from these people, uh, it's, and I just, I improvise the whole thing. They're all improvised. I don't write any of it. I just really? start the camera and just, I know the bullet points I have to hit and I just go. And of course I incorporate a lot of, you know, I have no plans to resign. And, you know, it's, <laughs> he, he was my travel agent to get the caves down in Brazil and, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. You got to get yeah. the staples in there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for a while I had him running, I had him running for president in 2020. That was, I had that campaign going on for a while and then that, that didn't flex out, but. Um, <laughs> Maybe 2024. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's been unbelievably great and unbelievably good for my improv chops and, and just, to be creative, which, you know, when the business, I mean, uh, our business was gone. Yeah. I mean, gonzo. And just now uh, started coming back. And it was a blessing to get back on the set again. So, yeah. Well, you're you're welcome to use uh, Dexart Destinations anytime you want, by the way. I love that. That was hilarious. That was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Um, 
they did when we did the fur the, the season two uh, uh, rap party. They they always would show bloopers. Uh, it was a, it was like a forty minute blooper reel, and they would put in little mini commercials. And one of them was uh, Dex Hart running. You know, vote Dex Hart in the next election. And Ron Swanson was doing the uh, was doing the voiceover for that. <laughs> and, nice. uh, and I saw Nick at the, uh, you know, at the craft table uh, after that. And I said, hey, man, thanks for doing the, the VO for the, for the Dexart campaign. He said, that was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it was just delicious. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's one of those things that you'd only see if you were at the rap party because it wasn't on the blooper reel. At the right, end of right. Yeah. Oh, Are you guys absolutely. doing? Do one of you do the voice? Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mark, Mark and I co. Mark and I think can equally write Ron, but only Mark can perform Ron. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was listening to you guys, and you you got a you know you got a pretty good uh, you, you do a couple of the voices of the people pretty pretty doggone well. You got Tom down pretty good, and you yeah, know he does. Yeah. I've only got two voices. Mark has told me this many times. And I think, I think they're both Eric Cartman from, from South Park. So yeah, I'm in, I'm no use here. <laughs> we just need to get Cartman on the podcast. I, I know. Talking. Well, it's going to happen. It has exactly. to happen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Kevin. Really Thank appreciate you, Kevin. it. We appreciate it. You need anything? Right. Me... Okay. Take care, buddy. Right. Have a great yeah. day. Bye. Bye. You. Bye. Thanks. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the second half of our special Christmas scandal and Kevin Simon's interview combo. We look forward to seeing you next week for another new episode of Live from Pawnee when we cover the setup. I think that's going to be a really good one, Mark. Oh, me too. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of the creators. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompawnee.com for more details or to contact us. Contact us.